Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yo. Yo, yo. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's me, your boy, boy, Ed Lover. It's come on, son, the podcast, man. Sylvester Stallone is getting a divorce. J-Lo got married. Trump is in some more shit. And the whole world on gone crazy. All that's coming up right now on, come on, son, the podcast. Let's get it. What's happening? It's Ed Lover, man. It's Come On, Son, the podcast. How everybody's doing? Hope everybody is good, man. I call this Fuck That Podcast, yo. Because it's so much shit going on that just make you say, fuck that, man. First of all, I don't mean to be, like, I ain't, I ain't the kind of dude, right, that, that really is going to try to push my political agenda on y'all. Y'all know how I feel about Trump. You know how I feel about the alt-right. You know how I feel like he stirred up a whole lot of shit in this country that didn't need to happen. Y'all already know how I feel about that. He used... Racism, he used white fear to gain his way into office. Now, they done got shit, classified information from his Mar-a-Lago estate that he wasn't supposed to have in there. And here's the shit that bothers me about it. Is at my mom's house in Queens, where I am broadcasting from right now because I'm in New York. I had to come up to New York for something with the station 94.7, the block that I'm on. Um, I'm watching TV with my mom's. And he had like 15 boxes and there was a lot of classified information. I think it was over 78 or maybe even 100 documents. When the president is no longer the president, you're not allowed to take classified documents out of the White House. All of that stuff has to go back to the proper authorities. Yet here we are finding all these documents at Trump's estate. And it made me say, come on, son. And then I'm sitting there talking to my mom's about it. My mom's 83 years old, y'all. And my mother said, ain't going to do shit to Donald Trump. And she's absolutely right. Had that been former Mayor David Dinkins, current Mayor Eric Adams of New York City, all African-Americans, Barack Obama, Jesse Jackson, any of them, they'd have locked their fucking ass up. But here come Trump with some more bullshit and he's getting over. Come on, son. How many fucking times we gonna let Trump get over with this bullshit that he's pulling? 
What's really going on in this country, man? Did y'all see the white lady that got arrested? They finally got arrested. They uh, She was all over fucking social media for telling somebody, if you're so great in your country, racist remarks and all kind of shit, go back there. We don't want you here. What the fuck are y'all white people talking about with this shit? And I'm not talking about all white people, but the ones y'all know who I'm talking about because I got a lot of white fans that, that, that listen to Come On Sunday podcast. It's just the ones that's over there with this racist shit. What are y'all talking about? This was never your country. The Indians was here. Columbus didn't discover shit. You can't discover something that have inhabitants on it. You can't go to Mars and say we discovered Mars if there's already people living on Mars. There were already people here. The indigenous people were already here on American soil. You didn't discover shit. This wasn't discovered. It was not discovered. The people in Europe didn't know the indigenous people were here. But you didn't discover America if there was already people here. Let's throw that all out the window. So anytime somebody says, if your country is so better, go back to your country. We don't want you here in our country. Nine times out of ten, they're not going to be indigenous because indigenous people wouldn't say that to you. Because indigenous people's been oppressed too. So indigenous people are not going to say that to you. It's just stupid fucking racist white people that think America belongs to them and them only. It doesn't. It belongs to everybody. Once we understand this, that this world belongs to everybody, then this world would be a better place to live. If Putin did, did thought about this world belonging to everybody and not just him and Mother Russia... And if America thought the same way, we would be better off. Stop thinking that you own some shit. You don't own nothing. The only person that owns anything is God. That's it. And you can't even shove religion down somebody's throat that don't want it. We got to stop this colonization shit and all of this. We own this and this is ours and this is not yours. And it belongs to everybody. Everybody had a hand, especially in the United States. That's why we call it the United States. It's united all the states under one government. But we don't seem to realize that in this country. Somebody's always talking about that go back to where you come from shit. Go back to where you come from. Because you're not a, an indigenous person. That shit is stupid, man. And my mom's is right. They're not going to do shit to Trump. They're not going to do nothing to Trump. Trump should be locked up for a lot of shit that he does. Especially the January 6th insurrection. He should be locked up, man. It's crazy. They ain't going to do shit to him. He's going to try to run again. Everybody's talking about Biden's uh, uh, um, forgiveness program, his, his student loan forgiveness program. So what, man? That's why, you know what? That's why music is so important to us because music takes us away from the bullshit. And, and that's really the reason why I call this the Fuck That Podcast. Because music takes us away from all the bullshit. Like, we be so busy sometimes worrying about some of this dumb shit that we don't even have time to worry about ourselves. We don't have time to really worry about the stuff that means something to us, like our kids and our families and our friends. Like, glancing at it and being aware of it is one thing, but, but giving a fuck about it and worrying about it and thinking hard on it, like, is that an uh, escape for reality for some people? Like, I know everybody got friends, right? I mean, I mean, not just everybody has friends. A lot of, not everybody has friends. 
But most artists out there have fans, right? But here's my thing. Is being a super fan of an artist an escape from your reality? And unfortunately for some people, it really is. And for those of us who don't super fan out like that, we understand what artistry is and we take it for what it's worth. Like, thank you for this music or thank you for that music or you made this song and this song really resonated with me and it really touched me, right? But we can decipher the difference between enjoying a song, enjoying a person's artistry and really standing out. You know what I mean? Like the like Eminem song, Stan. Stan is a super fan, like a, uh, like a fanatic fan. Give me a little bit of Stan by Eminem. Dear Slim, you still ain't called a road. I hope you have a chance. I ain't mad. I just think it's fucked up you don't answer fans. If you didn't want to talk to me outside the concert, you didn't have to. Could have signed an autograph for Matthew. That's my little brother, man. He's only six years old. We waited in the blistering cold for you for four hours and you just said no. That's pretty shitty, man. You're like his fucking idol. He wants to be just like you, man. He likes you more than I do. I ain't that mad, though. I just don't like being lied to. Remember when we met in Denver? You said if I write you, you would write back. Stan is a story about a fan that was crazy, nut, nutty, emulated, thought everything that Eminem was saying was 100% fact and wanted to be like Eminem, wanted to do everything that Eminem does. And there are some people out here like that. And I guess I just can't, I can't stomach it. And I'm a fan of a lot of people's artistry. And I have had the opportunity to meet some of my favorite musical artists, um, actors and actresses, athletes all of them i've had the opportunity to hang out gamble in the bahamas with michael jordan one of the greatest athletes of all time i can tell you this for sure if michael jordan sees me he's gonna say what's up ed i'm not saying that we're the best of friends we don't call each other i've never had a phone conversation with michael jordan but i can say that I am on a first-name basis with Michael Jordan. If he sees me, he's absolutely going to say, what's up, Ed? Because we used to do a lot of sneaker releases at Nike Town in New York, and Dre and I used to be the ones that used to host a lot of his Jordan sneaker releases in New York City when he used to actually show up for the release of the sneakers. I'm not talking about these retros y'all wearing. I'm talking about the actual sneaker. Matter of fact, Super Producer Krista, play a little bit of Be Like Mike. If I could be... No, if he if I was him and he was me, like Mike, play me a little bit of that. Sometimes I dream that he is me. You got to see that's how I dream to be. I dream I move, I move, I dream I groove. I mean, I have been blessed beyond words to have known personally the artist formerly known as Prince. And then when he went back to Prince from Prince to the artist formerly known as Prince to Prince. 
absolutely was on a first name basis with Prince. Give me a little Prince there, Super Producer Krista. Yeah, some of my favorites, some of your, some, and I mean, like, really cool, really cool with Run DMC, Jam Master J, Run DMC and Jam Master J, play me a little bit of Sucker MCs, please. Really cool with LL Cool J. Play me a little bit of Rock the Bells, please. LL Cool J is hard as hell. Battle anybody, I don't care. You tell. I excel. They all fell. Gonna cancel double L. Was the first person in radio history or FM history to have Oprah Winfrey on my show. Play me a little bit of the beginning of Oprah when he used to come on Channel 7. I mean, those are the people that I am on a first name basis with. And that's just a little, a little smidgen of the people that I'm on a first name basis with. I'm not saying that we see each other all the time. I'm not saying that I call their phones or anything, but when we see each other, it's Ed, how you doing, brother? What's good? What's going on? How's the family? The good stuff. The being in the same circle, hanging out type of stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, even with my man Diddy, I knew Diddy when Diddy used to work at Uptown when he had a red cabriolet. We lived in the same neighborhood in Hackensack. Play me a little bit of Last Night by Diddy. Last night. 
couldn't even get an answer. I tried to call, but my pride wouldn't let me die. And I'm sitting here with this blank expression. And the way I feel, I want to curl up like a child. I've flown on private jets with Diddy, but I don't go hysterically crazy standing out over any of those artists I name. And I respect the shit out of all of them. And I love the music that they all play and they all have created. But I, I don't go like nuts so. And I guess because of the position that I've been put into by God and, and radio and television and film that I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't lose it like that. Super producer Krista remembers when we did, uh, when I was on the radio in Atlanta on 102, uh, uh, on 102.9, when we was on, when she was producing the show, when we first met, she remembers when we did the uh, Fences premiere. And I was standing online waiting to interview the cast of Fences and I had Michael T. Williamson who played Bubba Gump because he was in it. I had some more cast members and then Denzel walks in and he's doing an interview and he looks down the line and he sees we catch eye contact and he goes, Ed Lover! Ed Lover! Play me a little bit of the King Kong ain't got nothing on me from Denzel Washington for training day. Shoe program, nigga! 23 hour lockdown! I'm the man up in this piece! You'll never see the light of day. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I'm the police. I run shit here. You just live here. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away. Go and walk away, because I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I, I can't. I've been blessed enough to be on a first name basis with a lot of very, very wealthy and famous people. But I don't fan out to the point where it's ridiculous. So I don't understand why people fan out. And I go, kill it, said to people that do that. Like, why do y'all give so much of a fuck about the fact that Jay-Z and Beyonce are on vacation on a $200 million yacht that costs $1.3 million a week? The only reason why I know it is because I report this kind of shit on the radio. But I make jokes out of it. So I reported that and I was like, they're on a $200 million boat. It costs $1.3 million a week and I wasn't invited. But that's how I Beyonce, you can't break my soul. So I'll make a joke about it like that. But I don't really care. I don't care. I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to have to go to the, to the laundry room and get my laundry out, the wet stuff and put it in the dryer. I'm going to use dryer sheets. I might need some more laundry detergent. I might need some more fabric softener. I'm not running down and trying to find out what port they're leaving for them so I can say hi before they go bon voyage. I don't have Jay-Z and Beyonce pictures all over my bedroom. I don't give a fuck. Good for them. That's why I call this podcast, come on, son, a fuck that podcast. I'm not standing out over any fucking body. I've known 50 Cent since he went to Andrew Jackson High School in, in Queens, New York. Hit me with a little what up gangster from 50 Cent. I'm a 
rolling stone, cross my path, I cross it. Thinking I won't touch it, I had your ass using a wheelchair. Came no crutches in the street, hoes fuck us. In the hood, they love us. Stomp a bone out your ass with some brand new chuckers. What up, blood? What? What up, cuz? What? What up, blood? What? What up, gangsta? What up, blood? What? What up, cuz? What? What up, blood? What? What up, gangsta? I'm going to tell you why I bought Fifth up. Fifth is doing a tycoon weekend in Houston, Texas. Now, if I see Fifth, it's all good. But do I have a direct number on 50 Cent? Hell no. Never did. I see 50 Cent, the king of diamonds in Atlanta. We chopped it up, introduced him to my son, congratulated him on all, of, all the shit he got going on, on television and everything, films, all of that. My son wanted a picture. He gave my son a bottle of his champagne. Fine. I said later, kept it moving. That's how I do. Okay? So I don't I don't have like I ain't in G unit or no shit. I mean when they came out, we you know, they were hot. We were hot. They was on my radio show. Fine. But I say that to say this. Fifth is doing the tycoon weekend this weekend in Houston, Texas, right? This weekend, right here. So he's at a comedy show. So me and my, my manager, Dan Smalls, we try to get in touch with 50s people. My man, Renee, that I've known for a long time from when he was early, early G-Unit days to see if I could host the comedy show. Guess what? Dan hit him several times. And Dan has known Renee for a long time, too. Dan Smalls. Renee never even responded. I felt like that was some fuck shit. And I love to go to Houston. So Dan was like, yo, let's just go to Houston anyway. And you know what I said? I was like, nah, fuck that. That's why it's a fuck that podcast, y'all. I said, because if I go to Houston, we're going to go to the events that 50 is having. I'm going to feel like a sucker because I didn't get called back on anything. And then if I see Renee, he's going to come up and say, what's up? And I'm going to be fucking pissed because I don't like that fucking bullshit. Like back in the days when you needed me, you was calling the fuck out of me. And I always came through for you. You can't call back and say, nah, we can't do it. I don't fuck that. Come on, son. I don't like shit like that, son. Be a fucking man and call me back and say, you know what, Ed, we already got. Or call Dan, because I didn't call you. Call Dan and go, listen, man, Ed, we already got a host. Man, I appreciate you. We'll think about you for the next time we get ready to do something. That's all you got to do. But don't ignore shit when people used to look out for you. So now... That I'm not in the position on the radio to look out for you. You don't fuck with me no more. That's that bullshit. And I could have went around it. Like I could have really hit my man Money Nails. Who I used to bowl with all the time. We were the shooters. Money Nails would have called Renee. And Renee would I could have got to him like that. But I'm not going through that route. Because me and Renee had a relationship. You dig what I'm saying? So fuck that son. I don't stand out on nobody's shit. And I love going to Houston. Houston's like I fucking Houston's fire. I love going to Houston. To party and have a good time? Shit. Love Houston. There's so many great places in Houston to go and so many things to do. But I'm not fanning out off that shit, son. Fuck that shit, son. Come on, son. You know you whack for that shit, son. Whether it's your kicks, your clothes, or anything else, going with the best gives you that swagger and confidence to be yourself, to be bold, and to live large. Living large is all about being authentic, cool under pressure, and prepared for whatever comes your way. 
You always got to be the man with a plan. And when life throws those special moments at you, you can't accept anything less than the gold standard. Magnum Law's condoms help you play it cool and stay protected. Magnum, live large. Look for Magnum condoms wherever condoms are sold. McDonald's is kicking off Future 22, a campaign celebrating 22 leaders of the next generation across the country who are making an impact in their communities right now. The civil rights movement was full of young Gen Z leaders, and the influx of young leaders we're seeing today are all on the road to being just as historical as those in the civil rights movement. They're starting their own organizations, finding ways to empower even more youth and culture. They're taking a stand and speaking out. Now McDonald's is celebrating their efforts and the impact they're leaving on the world. Ever heard of Anya Dillard? She's an 18-year-old activist that started the Next Gen Come Up, a nonprofit that encourages activism and community service. Anya's story is just one of many purpose-filled missions that McDonald's is showcasing. So check it out right now and see plenty of more stories like hers on Instagram at WeAreGolden. All right, listen. The current chicken sandwich craze is wild to me, son. Because there's only one crispy chicken sandwich that comes with the whole experience that leaves your mouth on cloud nine. And that, my friends, can only be found at McDonald's. Like when you open up the Silver Line crispy chicken sandwich bag for the first time, it's like your own special present. Plus the steam that softly comes out, that's the best surprise. Oh, and let's not forget about how your fingers glisten from the buttery buns bite after bite. The perfect balance of pickle to crispy chicken and last but certainly not least, the crumbs at the bottom of the bag, marking your last chance to savor those final bites and say goodbye to the sandwich you won't believe is already gone. Make your own crispy, juicy, tender moments and order a crispy chicken sandwich at your favorite neighborhood McDonald's or pre-order on the app today. Go Peak Real Brew Tea is here to unleash your sense of try, to ignite new passions and rekindle old ones. So try a Gold Peak and then try something else because this taste is worth the try. Try Gold Peak. Come on, son. You know you whack for that shit, son. I'm not doing that shit. I saw something funny the other day. Speaking of killer, son. I think people forget sometimes how great Jamie Foxx is as doing impressions. Did y'all see Jamie Foxx on, on somebody? He was, I think he was promoting a movie. The, 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 uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's on Netflix right now. It's a damn good movie, too. It's on some vampire shit. He's a pool boy who's actually a vampire hunter. And Snoop is in the movie. So him and Snoop was sitting down with somebody getting an interview. And Jamie started doing his impersonation of Donald Trump. Super producer Christopher Nat. Play that for the people right now. It's a lot of great people on both sides. Lots of great people on both sides. I know Harry O. He's a great person. He couldn't vote for me at the time. Now he can vote for me once he gets out. I love Snoop Deal Double G. Great person. So do you love Death Row Records? I love people Death Row. I love Death Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Fake news. I love Death Row. What's your favorite Death Row record, uh, Mr. Trump? All of them. All of the Death Row records. Don't try to pin me down. I see what he just... Excuse me. Fake news. Excuse me. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> I think people really forget sometimes how fucking uber talented Jamie Foxx is. And you know what I would love? And I know Jamie Foxx started as a comedian. I would love for Jamie Foxx to do a one-hour special. I know you're getting bread, Jamie. I know your bread is crazy in the movie game. You're a fucking Oscar winner, for God's sake. But I would love for Jamie Foxx to get some bread 
and just do a one-hour special because Jamie Foxx is super funny and super talented. I would love for that to happen. I would, because you all remember Living Color, right? In Living Color, y'all remember Jamie Foxx on that? Come on, y'all. Wanda and all them different characters he was doing. Jamie Foxx is funny. And I haven't seen Jamie do stand-up in a long time. That's two people that's on my wish list on this fucking podcast. I'm going to say it. Jamie Foxx, the great Eddie Murphy. I think once people start blowing up, people start forgetting about other people. And that's just the natural progression of things that happen, right? Like, people, you, you, time goes by and everybody needs to have their own people to love and like and their stars. But I try to historically not diminish anything somebody else has done before. Right? So right now, you know, I would say the three top dogs are Chris Rock. He was simmering and then the slap happened and he got hot again. So I would say Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, definitely, Kevin Hart, definitely. But let's not forget about Eddie Murphy. So on my wish list, besides Jamie Foxx, is for a one-hour comedy special from Eddie Murphy. Just give me an hour. And shut everything down. Shut all of this talk down. Show everybody why you wanted the goats, Eddie. Because we ain't got Richard Pryor around anymore. So we got to lean on the second coming of Rich, which was Eddie. But see, Eddie, again, like Jamie, they get a whole lot of movie money. So they're not really thinking about stand-up comedy right now. Jamie's an Oscar winner. Eddie is going to get a Lifetime Achievement Oscar winner. Can you play a little bit, Super Producer Krista? Just give me the... Uh, the African woman, Eddie Murphy, the Mfufu, Miss Mfufu from Eddie Murphy's stand-up comedy special. I refuse to get caught out there. I fuck that. And I'm bring her home and lock her up in the house. You go off to Africa and get you a Bush woman, you can't let her mingle with American women because they'll change that shit up. American women stick together. Last thing they want to see is you got some trained Bush bitch in your house. They will catch her by herself in the kitchen and throw a monkey wrench in your whole program. Soon as they get alone, they'll be like, I can't stand it. He'd be running behind him doing everything he tell you to do. Who do you think he is? You, you ain't no God. You're a human being. You ain't supposed to treat nobody. This house is too big for one person to be cleaned up. Why don't you leave? You, you always cry. Why don't you just leave a nigga? Oh, you know something, girl. Do you know you can take half his money? Did you know you can take half his money? Did you know that? Did you know you entitled? You, he didn't tell you entitled half? Oh, he only told you half the story then, girl. You can take half the money, the car, the house, the children, all the money he got. You can buy all the zebras and bones you want. Go back home in style, girl. You don't have to put up with this shit and get your hair done right. Cut that big afro shit off and go back home to Africa in style. Who the hell do you think he is? Let me tell you something else about Eddie Murphy. That motherfucker ain't nothing but a butt. Oh, hi, Eddie. How you doing? Oh, I didn't know you was here. You scared me. Ooh, I don't know. I, I can't stay. I was just talking to Umfufu about a couple of things, uh huh? No, 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 I got to go. I got to go. You two, y'all two lovebirds talk. Eddie, talk to your woman. Talk to Umfufu. Y'all got a lot to talk about. Go on. Go, Eddie, please. Talk to him. Umfufu. Eddie is hilarious, man. Eddie is a quintessential comedian that's been on the stage doing it since he was 15. So I would love to see because Jerry Seinfeld and them, they still go out on tour. All of them guys, Jay Leno would be touring in a heartbeat. Getting a big-ass bag of money. And I know Murph don't need the money. And I'm not counting your money, Eddie. But I'm just putting it out there in the atmosphere. Because this is a fucking podcast. It's a fuck that podcast. So right now to Eddie Murphy, one of the greatest comedians of all time, I want to say fuck that. Fuck that movie for right now. Because you can always do movies. You're always going to get your $20 million a flick, bro. 
Give me a one-hour comedy special. To my man, Jamie Foxx, fuck that next project. Put that project on hold and give me that one-hour comedy special I want from both of y'all brothers. Because both of y'all brothers is funny as crap to me. And I know Jamie is supposed to be working on the Mike Tyson series. And let, let, me, let me say something about that right now. I love Mike Tyson so much, and I'm going to back Mike Tyson's play on this. Somebody asked me last night, matter of fact, it was my producer, Tony Antonio, from my morning show in Chicago, who asked me, did I see the Mike Tyson thing on Hulu? Mike said, don't support it, because Hulu didn't come to him. They didn't give him no bread for it. They just taking his story and putting it out there and making money off of it, and it's not fair. And I agree with Mike Tyson 100%. Okay, there's nothing legal that he can do about it. But if Mike is not backing that, then I'm not backing it. The way we, the reason why I watched the Wu-Tang, an American saga on Hulu, is because the Wu-Tang was involved in it. You should have got Mike Tyson involved in that. Now, from what I understand, there's supposed to be a Mike Tyson movie that's coming out. And Jamie Foxx is supposed to be playing Mike Tyson. I think that can happen. I would love to see that happen. I know Jamie had been putting weight on and muscle on to play Mike Tyson, and then he had to take it back off because he was doing something else. But I would love to see Jamie Foxx play Mike Tyson because I think he could pull it off. I don't have anything against who this actor is that took this role on this Hulu series because it's hard enough for us to get acting jobs. Believe me, I've been auditioning. I know it. But let me tell you something. If Mike say, fuck that, I'm saying fuck that because it's Mike. And because we all know what Mike went through. We all know how broke Mike was when his, he retired. And to be worth $400, $500 million and just trying to be a good man right now in, the, in his twilight years, we're going to back our champions, man. And Mike will always be one of our shining examples, man. Mike is a real one. And that's what everybody say that about Mike. Mike was a real one. And Mike's heyday... For the money Mike had, Mike was a real one, y'all. For real. There's nobody that can say that Mike wasn't a real one. And there's a lot of people that get money and stop being a real one. Mike always will, always has been one of my favorites because he was a real one. And when I mean, I mean, everything is real, right? So fuck that. Everything is real. But you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a, a dude that is authentically what he was, it never changed because he had money. Yeah, he bought more expensive stuff, but when he saw you, it was the same Mike Tyson. A real one. For real. They give me, find me some of Mike Tyson talking after after one of his knockout fights and put that in there right there, Super Producer Christmas, so everybody can re, be reminded how much of a real one Mike Tyson is. All praise be to my children. I love you. Oh, oh God, oh man, what? Is this your shortest fight ever? In any time, amateur, professional ever? Assalamu alaikum, Ida. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis, Lennox, I'm coming for you. Mike, is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this I, in I seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend 
and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody that's ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. And he got his podcast. His podcast is killing it. Big shout out to Mike Tyson. Iron Mike Tyson. Forever. This is a fuck that podcast, man. Let's take a little break. And I'll be back with some more. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. Come on, son. Come on, son. Come on, son. Oh. Welcome back to Come On, Son, the podcast. It's me, your boy, Ed Lover, live from my mother's bedroom in my mother's house in Queens, New York. Had to come visit with mom, sit with moms for a while, chill out with my moms. You know, moms getting up there. I love my moms, man. Everybody that's still got your moms in your life, man. Hey, kiss your moms, hug your moms, man. Pharrell. Listen, I wanted to uh, give a shout out and uh, my condolences to the family of Marlon Sanders. He's a Nassau County police detective. Passed away from complications of diabetes. Um... This is a Friday that this podcast is out. His his funeral and everything is tomorrow. Um, he's cousins to my, my friend Phil Lights and his son Jamal Lights. I didn't even know that. They're the only two detectives ever in their family. Phil is now an attorney. Um, so I just wanted to send some love out. I know his girl, his fiance. Um, and it's just tragic, man. Too soon. Young man, too. Not even 50 years old, so... My condolences go out to the Sanders family and big up to my man, Marlon, man. You're going to be missed on this earth, bro, but I'll see you soon. You know I'm on you till I join you. That's what I say. We only we only got one go-round. We got one go-round, so you guys got to take care of yourselves, man. You got to. Last Tuesday in the Bronx, New York, I headlined a comedy show at um, Laugh Out Loud Tuesdays at Salsa Con Fuego. I want to thank everybody who came out. Y'all got stopped sleeping on me on this comedy thing, man. So I finally got somebody to film my set. So I'm going to break it up into little bits and pieces. And I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give y'all just a little bit of it. And I'm going to start putting it up on, on, on my gram and stuff. Cause that's my goal. I set goals for myself and I, I want y'all to set goals for yourself. So one of my goals now is to do more stand up comedy. I did 40 minutes. Yeah, I did like 35, 40 minutes, y'all, straight on that stage. And I came on after some kick-ass comedians. Kelly Kells out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The great Brooklyn Mike, who's on tour and working with Chris Rock. Rob Stapleton, one of the New York kings of comedy, one of the wonderful com comedians of New York City and all over the country. I did that with them. And you know what Rob reminded me of? Rob reminded me that me and Dre were in Death of a Dynasty with him and Kevin Hart. I totally forgot that Kevin Hart was in that movie. I mean, we didn't have a, a scene together, but we were in the same movie. I just totally forgot about that. So I just want to work and keep working as a stand-up comedian. So I guess the only way to do that is to... I had a videographer come and videotape it so I can chop it up and send it out to some agents to book me for stand-up comedy shows. You know, I ain't you know I ain't on that level, the, the Dave Chappelle level or none of that, but I hold my own. I got some jokes. People enjoy my performance. 
So that's what I'm doing, man. And my goal, like I said, I set goals for myself. So my goal is one, at least one comedy show a month. That's my goal. I want to do at least one comedy show a month to stay sharp, to stay on top of my game. I'm constantly thinking of new material, writing new material. And it's funny that sometimes you understand that a lot of comedians think alike. So you'll be thinking of something and then you'll watch somebody perform it. It's like, damn, I was just thinking of that. You know what I mean? I just thought that was funny. So now let me try to grab that a little bit and twist it into a different way. You know, because we all think of the same thing. What's going on in the world? What's happening in the world? You know, stuff like that. We all we all pretty much think the same way. But I'm trying to I'm finding my niche as a comedian. So I really enjoy it. But I'm telling y'all, if y'all see my name on the bill, come out because I'm going to be funny. So don't sleep on the Ed Lover. Okay, I've done the Kings of Comedy, the, uh, the not the Kings, the Cousins of Comedy Tour with my cousin Talent. I worked with Rob and them for many, many years in New York. But now I'm just starting to get out a lot more and travel the country. If anybody's in Chicago came to the, to the brunch, the Jokes and Jams brunch, y'all saw me get busy. I get busy on that stage. And I think it's a pleasant surprise to everybody because they always come off the stage telling me they didn't know I was that funny. Every single time. So I, I need y'all support out there, man. If y'all see me doing stand-up, if y'all hear my name on the show with somebody else, come on out. Come on out and enjoy yourselves because I am going to make you laugh. I will guarantee you that. It's going to go down. It's going to go down. I'm telling y'all that, man. This is a fuck that podcast, man. And I just want to say, what? Fetty Wap, man. Come on, son. You got to do a minimum of five years. See, that just goes to prove y'all. And I don't say fuck that. That y'all don't know what y'all talking about. Because every time somebody get a hit record, y'all swear they rolling in dope. Casting over two times is locked up. Fetty Wap got to do five years. Young Thug is locked up. Gunner is locked up. They say more indictments are coming. Fuck that, man. Why y'all can't? Listen, if it don't work out, get a job, bro. Get a job, because now you're going to go do your five years. You're going to hope that you can come out on some Bobby Schmurter, some Remy Ma shit, but it might not happen for you. Five years is a long time. The hip-hop audience moves on in five years. They'll be talking about somebody else in five years. There wasn't nothing else after Trap Queens. Like, you really was moving drugs? and You pled guilty, so obviously you was moving drugs. Through New York County and Long Island. Wow, Fetty. Like, you really that thirsty to keep up with the lifestyle and all of that, fam? And a lot of times that's what it is. That fame is an MF. I'm here to tell you, a lot of people don't know what to do. After they, especially if they get a taste, they don't know what to do when it's over with, man. But when it's over with, it's over with. That's just, that's just the way it is. Fuck that, man. If I got to get a job, I get a job. I remember when I was, when I was, then I didn't have a job after, after Power 105. For a while, I wasn't getting hired. Nobody was hollering at me. And the word out was, I want too much money. Nobody had spoke to me, though. So they didn't know what I would take. Because you can't negotiate hard from, from a place of want. You have to negotiate hard from a place of, from a place of strength. Like, you know you got it. You got options. But when you out there and there's nobody calling, 
You take what you can get, right? Until you build your stuff back up. And then when you know they need you, need you, and you're killing them in the ratings, then you go back in and try to get your money back up to damn near where you had it before. And at that time, when I was on Power 105, I was making $800,000 a year. Okay? So nobody was calling. So I went to a job fair. Yeah. In East Orange, New Jersey, there was a job fair. I was living in West Orange. There's a job fair in East Orange, New Jersey. I went for a job fair. I went to a job fair. And people were looking at me like, yo, what you doing in here? And I'm like, I'm unemployed. I need a job. And believe it or not, the unemployment that I was supposed to get that I never got because I got a job right before that wasn't even a lot of money. It was not enough to sustain me at all. And I made some financial mistakes because I kept my uh, assistant on because I just knew I was going to go get another job immediately. And I'm in the house, can't figure out how come I'm not, I'm not getting called. You know what I mean? It was crazy, y'all. I promise you. It was crazy. So I said all of that just to say this to y'all. When things get tough and you're in this business and in this industry and things don't go right for you and the money ain't coming in, it makes more sense for you to go out there and work. It makes more sense for you to maybe to relocate. It makes more sense for you to study a trade. It makes more sense for you to go back to school. It makes more sense for you to take a job and go back to school and build yourself back up or keep working on your music while you're working a regular job and see if anything else can pop for you or see if you can get to any other area of the business, the entertainment business. Maybe you take a job at a label. Maybe you become an A&R. You know what I mean? But drug selling and drug dealing, something that's going to sit you in jail, that don't make any sense whatsoever. Just like Casanova two times, he had a stupid buzz. Come on, son. He's locked up. It just doesn't make sense because when you're locked up, you're not making no money. So how are you solving your problem of not having any money? That makes absolutely no sense to me. Come on, son. Y'all doing some crazy stuff out there, man. And I just, I just, I, I don't get it. I understand that sometimes things don't work out the way you want them to work out. I get that. We've all been there. But you cannot be too proud to take a regular job. I'd rather have a regular job than be in somebody's jail cell. That's just me. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I'd just rather have a regular job to be locked up some fucking place. I ain't, I'm not trying to get locked up, man. I'm not trying to. My little my little experience with being locked up wasn't fun. And I ain't do no real time. I did like 18 hours. That ain't no time. And I hated that. I hated being where I couldn't move the way I wanted to move. I hated being to where somebody else was dictating to me when we eat. You know, I never, I wasn't on Rikers Island or anything in New York City. Your Rikers Island is like one of our big, it's a jail. Rikers Island is a jail in the middle of the water in New York City. You have to actually go across a bridge to go to Rikers Island. That's why they call it Rikers Island. It's an island. Okay, so I never went there. So been being locked up in, in a jail or and I never went to prison. I went to jail but not that big jail, like the police precinct jail. And then right before you go to court, that jail, well, it's called the Tombs in Manhattan. And in New York, you got Queens County, you got Brooklyn County, you got Bronx County, you got Staten Island County, you got Manhattan County. In Manhattan, it's the Tombs. 
you go into the tunes. So I went to the tunes for like 18, 19 hours until I posted bail and got up out of there. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. First and foremost, the only thing that made it sane for me is that they put me in the cell by myself because I was a celebrity. That's the only thing that made it sane for me. Other than that, you don't know how many dudes are going to be packed up into one cell with you with one bench and everybody's trying to lay down. You don't know who did what or what they're in there for. You don't know who's sick. It's, it's ridiculous, man. They don't care about you. When you get locked up and two, you can either go through the court system and finesse your charges to whatever it's going to be. I can tell y'all this about my court thing, and I get a big kid son, to me for even getting mixed up in this mess. It ended up costing me $80,000, and I only got seven days of community service, y'all, for an altercation in the nightclub. Eighty grand, my lawyer cost me. Plus, I got sued civilly and had to pay another $25,000. And I only did seven days of community service for disorderly conduct. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? So this what you guys want to go through? Every time I hear about an artist that got to go through the system or they got these lawyers from NBA Youngboy all the way back to Gucci Mane's time, even all the way back to when Jay-Z got arrested. That stuff costs money. You can ask any of them dudes. Ask Meek Mill. You know, Kibbutz said, Meek, oh, Meek, speaking of Meek, Meek ain't on, um, it's not with Rock Nation Management anymore. And everybody thought that him and Jay had beef. So, um, Khaled just put out an album called God Did. And everybody's talking about Jay-Z's verse on God Did. When Jay is addressing directly, he got four minutes. He rapping for four minutes in this song about whether or not him and, and uh, Meek had any beef. So I haven't listened to it, but I saw some of the words to it. So I'm definitely going to check it out. But if it's Jay, it's going to be slick and it's going to be dope. You know, Jay hardly misses, man. He don't miss fire often. You know, he got a track record that's longer than my arm. So big up to Jay-Z and, and big up to him and Meek for being able to part ways and not have any beef. You know what I mean? I really like that. People always trying to stir some shit out. Come on, send to y'all, man. But you know who do got beef? Uh, quality control and amigos do not seem to be getting along at Offset. Offset and, and P from Quality Control was just going back and forth on Twitter. Then Cardi jumped into it. And, you know, Offset claims he paid millions so he could be a solo artist. And say when he dropped his solo stuff, P tried to block him and blackball him. And P is like, that's lame. And now on the other side of that, you got Takeoff. And, and uh, oh, my God, how do I forget his name? You know, you know who I'm talking about. The main dude, Quavo. That's what I'm talking about. You got Quavo and Takeoff as a group called Unc and Few for like nephew. Yeah, and they doing stuff together. So I don't even know what's the status of the Migos. And I really like the Migos as a group. And I don't know the status of the Migos or whether or not we're going to get another Migos album, whether they still on quality control, whether that's some serious problems over there. I have no idea. I just know that I like the music. And um, I it grew on me. And when I met them, it, they were very respectful. So, come on, son, Migos, I need y'all to get back together. They even had on your MTV Raps jackets, I remember when I met them. So, that was kind of crazy. I thought that was like, wow, the Migos know who I am, right? So, come on, son, y'all get y'all stuff together. Speaking of people need to get their stuff together, boozy badass, come on, son. You and the cops just ain't no good, son. You and the cops just, it's just, it ain't, it ain't happening, son. 
You just got pulled over again. You flashed 30000 in the cop's face. Talking about you could give him a better job than the job he got. And it comes with all kinds of benefits. And the cops are like, man, come on, man. Take this ticket and keep it pushing, boozy badass. They smell weed. They search the car. They didn't impound your car. Consider yourself lucky for getting a speeding ticket. That's all. And a littering ticket. And if you had the thirty grand in his face, you could pay that. So you ain't even got to worry about that. But come on, son. What is you doing, son? Chill out, son. Stay away from, stay as far away from the police as you can. Did y'all hear about this other thing that Rick Ross is doing? Well, Rick Ross is going to perform some of his big hits, but he's doing it with an all-black symphony orchestra. And I think it's going down in the ATL, so I will definitely try to get myself some tickets for that. It's supposed to be a black tie event. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. So I think that's going to be very dope. Uh, what else is dope? Oh, 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 I forgot to tell y'all. Come uh, said, my bad. Pharrell and the New York Yankees got a, a Billionaire's Boys Club collaboration going on. And I was there. And uh, when Pharrell threw out the first pitch, it was a Subway Series game. Yankees versus Mets. They're both New York teams. One is in the Bronx and one is in Queens. That's why they call it the Subway Series. Um, that was at the game when Pharrell threw out the first pitch. And then I ran into Pharrell. In the hallway, we took a picture together. So big up, Pharrell, and congratulations on everything that you're doing with the New York Yankees. Uh, anything else I wanted to tell you? Oh, yeah. Come on, son, Nick Carter. I mean, Carter. Cannon. Nick Cannon. Bethany Bell having another baby. Well, I mean, if you're going to have another baby, might as well be with your baby moms, bro. Keep it all in the family. She got two kids by Nick. Third one is coming. So, you know, he lost one of his children. So if he would have had all his children... This would have been child number 10, but instead, this is going to be child number nine. But technically, it is 10 because he did have 10 children and one of them passed. But 10 children, son? Golly. For real, son. Good luck, son. With all these different women, you cannot be at everybody's piano recital, bro. And you're, you're doing stair-step children. Like, your children are like eight, nine months apart. So when it comes time for everybody to go to school that first day, how you going to do this, bro? That's all I want to know, bro. How you going to pull it off, bro? You ain't going to be able to do it, Nick. I know you got a lot of bread, Nick, but you're going to need a lot more bread. But I, I don't know because it might be good for Nick Cannon because I think your child support percentage per mom goes down depending on how many kids you have because everybody can't get 18%. That's just not going to happen. So I think Nick might be all right with this one. But I don't know how many kids you plan on having, bro. But 10 is a lot. But, you know, you have nine because one passed. And we were very sorry to hear about that. But, wow. But the one whose kid passed, the, the young lady, why didn't you have another baby with her? I mean, she has to feel horrible. Right? I mean, as a woman, don't y'all think all the ladies out there listening to this podcast, y'all think so? Y'all think that she feels bad that Nick went back to the woman that he has two kids with to have another child? Did, or is she the same one? I don't know. I get mixed up with all the Nick Cannon's baby moms. Kill that, son, to me. Ain't none of my business anyway. But kill that, son. Take kids is a lot of kids. I don't even fuck with nobody. Say. All right, let me get up out of here, man. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you. Before I go, play a little bit of Nick Cannon's gigolo. <laughs> 
I'll talk about y'all uh, next time on this podcast, man. Y'all be good if you can't be good. Be careful. Can't be careful wearing rubber. Till next time, we ride together, slide together, laugh out loud together, and love and say, God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all for tuning me in and not tuning me out. I give you the good shit and not the bullshit right here on the uh, Killer Ads the podcast with me and Lover, man. I love y'all. <laughs> I'll talk to y'all next week, man. Fuck that. It's the podcast. Now get out of here. Good outside. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Be sure to check out the return of Come On, Son, the web series exclusively on Patreon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.